Calm Your Mind Sessions, putting brain science, mindfulness and psychology together for your practical use. Join every week with Jess Bigonio, mindfulness coach, psychotherapist and author, as she gives you methods to calmly navigate your way through the latest world challenges. We're going to begin with a practice that is part of my mindfulness without meditating method okay so this is a method that uses practices that you can do while doing something else so um whereas for, with formal mindfulness practices more like meditations um we also have what we call some informal mindfulness practices which are more for kind of like mindfulness on the go um so i wanted to just introduce you to one of those practices today it'll just take a couple of minutes and it's called the instant calm sitting practice so if you just, all you need to do is get comfortable in your seats and gently close your eyes. Just beginning with some nice deep breathing. So breathing for a little bit longer in and a little bit longer out than you normally would do. And when you breathe in, really making sure that you fill your belly and fill your lungs right up into the collarbones. And when you breathe out, just allowing the weight of your body to drop down, releasing down into your seat, into your chair, into the ground. Just taking two or three more breaths like this in your own time. And then shifting your attention now to take in the realm of sound. Noticing the sounds that are outside the room. And noticing the sounds that are closer to you inside the room. And including in your awareness also the sensations in your hands. Almost like feeling your hands from the inside out. You might notice some pulsing or some tingling or some vibration. Perhaps noticing what the hands are in contact with. Or sense of temperature in the hands. 
And then coming back once again to notice the weight of the body. Noticing the weight of the body going down through your sit bones, right down into the ground. Noticing the points of contact between your body and anything that you're sitting on. And then when you're ready, gently opening your eyes again to bring your attention back into the room. Okay. So hopefully that's centered us all a little bit. Just takes a couple of minutes to bring ourselves away from our busy minds and just into something that's in the present moment. Talking of busy minds, um, we've talked a lot about thoughts over the last few weeks, um, but I wanted to just continue to, to talk about that a little bit more because um, the way that we think um, is a source of a lot of suffering for, for many of us. Um, and there are two particular kinds of thinking that I wanted to talk about today. And the first one is worry, okay? so. I don't know, um, quick, quick show of hands. Um, anybody who has not suffered from worry ever? <laughs> right, it's a pretty, pretty universal, universal thing that we, that we all get caught up and we all get stuck in. And, and the reason for that is that worry has a particular function. And worry's function is to protect us, okay? So, um, if we are able to think about all the terrible things that could happen or the things that might go wrong, then we're going to be very, our focus of our awareness is going to be on those things that could go wrong. And so the primitive part of our mind wants us to go there so that we can, we can try to think of all the ways of not, um, those things not happening. So ways that we can protect ourselves, things that we can do. And so in a sense, it can be quite useful. If, um, for example, I'm worried about um, something dangerous in the environment, it's a bit quite obvious one is the virus right now. Um, so if I think if I'm worrying about the virus, I can take precautions, I can wash my hands, I can um, self-isolate, I can do all these things that might help me to not catch the virus. So that's kind of useful in a way, right? So if I think about that, I can take some precautions. What's not useful is to stay in the worry Okay, because we don't need to keep thinking about that in order to know what to do. But the primitive part of our mind wants to keep going there because it wants to make sure, it wants to make sure, wants to make sure. Which is all well and good, but actually is that a way to live our lives? When we're doing, when we're stuck in worry, what's happening? We're also creating suffering, we're creating anxiety, um, we're creating a lot of uh, negativity in our kind of internal experience. Um, and the other thing that happens is that we try to worry ourselves, uh, we try to problem solve our worries, okay? So problem solving mind is another kind of part of our minds that can have a helpful component and an unhelpful component. Problem solving mind, for obvious reasons, can be helpful, 
Okay, if I need to figure out, um, I don't know, um, how to write a blog post, for example, um, I can think about, I can problem solve that and I can come up with solutions and that's quite useful. However, what tends to happen is that we apply problem solving mind to things that, uh, in ways that are not useful. So let's say we're worried about something and then we apply problem solving to worry. What's happening there is we're getting more and more and more caught in the negative thinking aspect of that worry. So we're just adding a load more worry to the worry and it doesn't actually create any sort of creative problem solving, the sort of problem solving that actually makes, helps us to move forward, helps, to, helps us to make better decisions. But it's very, it's, it's very kind of, um, can, uh, it's, it's something that draws us in, right? Because it feels like we're doing something productive. We're gonna think about this enough times in order for a solution to come out. Um, and oftentimes we apply problem solving mind to emotional issues, and that's when it's most unhelpful. So for example, um, let's think of, in the case of, in the case of a relationship where somebody's done something that's hurt us, what might happen if we apply problem solving mind to that kind of situation is that we start to go over all the possible intentions that that person might have had towards us, most usually negative, um, and that just creates more and more, and more pain um, and doesn't actually bring us out of the problem um, because it's to do with somebody else, not actually to do with us. And so there we are, we're just kind of, it has kind of an obsessive quality to it as well. And if you notice when we get stuck in that sort of problem solving, it keeps coming back, it keeps coming back, it keeps coming back. Okay, so um, what, what can we do then instead? instead of getting caught in thinking, because um, actually I wanted to share a, a quote by Einstein, which um, kind of explains this. So what we're trying to do is sort of problem solve something with a, with, a, with a way of a mind that doesn't really work. So basically what, what Einstein said was a problem cannot be solved by the same kind of thinking that created the problem. Okay, so we need to do something completely different. And one thing that um, is important to understand is that thinking is only one part of our consciousness. There's a tendency to feel like that our entire consciousness is what, what our thoughts are, how we think about the world, how we think about ourselves. But actually it's only a tiny part. Thinking is only a tiny part. And we are not actually our thoughts. What we are is the awareness of thinking. This is something that's just a little bit of a, it's a concept that's quite hard to get your mind around because then we apply thinking and <laughs> that doesn't work, right? But just doing to drop that in there, there is a part of us that is aware of our thinking and that is more, more what we need to get in touch with. And this kind of awareness has this vast limitless creative part to it that is actually the part that can come up with inspiration, the kind of inspiration that brings us to solutions for our lives, okay? And that might be a thought, but that thought is an inspired thought. It's not a thought that's born out of worried thinking. Okay. So something that I want to share with you that, um, that um, from, from, with my mindfulness practice, I've definitely noticed that when we practice mindfulness, we create this kind of space around our thinking and our emotions. And we also create this kind of awareness. We get in touch with that part of us that's aware of our thinking. 
And when that happens, we notice that insights happen. And that's something that I love about my mindfulness practice is that they keep coming. The insights keep coming. And because I'm a human, my brain is a, like elastic band. It keeps coming back to the worry and stuff. But then I keep coming back to my practice and that brings me it, it, inspiration and it brings me insights that help me. Um, I just wanted to share one example, which is something that um, I get stuck in quite often and is, I think, particularly relevant to people right now is money worry. Okay, so I'm worrying about money. The instinct is to go, okay, right, let's look at my accounts. Let's look at, uh, you know, ways that I can make money. Um, let's look at, at all of these kind of things which seem like they're, hope, they're helpful problem solving, but actually just get me stuck in the actual situation and that, that it's not as I want it to be right now. So when, when I notice that I'm doing that, what I do is I'll go and do a meditation or I might go for a walk or something else which is more present focused because when we're in the present, this is where we create the spacious awareness where the insight can come. And often what I'll notice when I do that is at some point later in the day or I don't know, in that moment, I'll suddenly have some kind of inspiration that will help me, first of all, step out of the worry and secondly, come up with some sort of creative solution the problem okay so it's they, they just kind of come on their own when we practice being more present focused and creating this space okay so with that in mind i would like us all to drop into practice so i invite you all to get yourselves into a comfortable position we're going to do a meditation now for about between 10 and 15 minutes um, for those of you who haven't joined these sessions before um, no need to have any previous experience. You just need to follow along with my guidance as best you can. And just to be aware that um, your mind will do a lot of thinking. So this is not about stopping thinking. This is about just following as best you can and coming back over and over again to the guiding. Okay, so no need to try to do this right or do this in any particular way. Okay, good. So when you're ready, I invite you to close your eyes. And just to be aware that if any time that feels uncomfortable, as in having your eyes closed feels uncomfortable, it's perfectly okay just to open them and to fix your gaze on something that is uh, still in front of you. If you can keep your eyes closed, keep them closed. And so we're just going to practice noticing our changing experience moment to moment as much as possible without judgment, allowing ourselves to be just as we are. The wonderful thing about mindfulness is there's no right or wrong way to practice. There is only practice. And so let's start by coming back once again into that deeper breathing that we practiced earlier. Filling the lungs, filling the belly, filling the chest. And then making the out breath nice and slow.
And on the next in-breath, drawing the awareness into the face, as if you were breathing into your face. And on the out-breath, letting go of any tension in the face, releasing all those tiny muscles around the eyes, in the jaw. And on the next in-breath, breathing awareness into the shoulders. And on the out-breath, releasing, dissolving any tension in that area. And on the next in-breath, breathing awareness into the chest and the heart area. Breathing out, releasing outwards, opening in this area. And on the next in-breath, breathing in and filling the whole of the legs with awareness. Noticing the sense of aliveness inside the legs. And on an out-breath, releasing, letting go of the legs. And then practicing on an in-breath, filling the whole of the body with awareness. As if you were filling a cup with water, we can also fill the body with awareness. Noticing a kind of expansion right down to cell level. And then releasing on the out breath. Noticing a kind of expanding outwards. Just practicing on your own, breathing in and out in this way. Filling the body with awareness on an in-breath and releasing, letting go on an out-breath.
So now, bringing the focus of attention into a more narrow focus of the breath. So choosing to rest on either the sensations of the breath in the belly, as it inflates and deflates, or perhaps in the chest, it's like rising and falling in this area. Or in the inflow and outflow of air in the nostrils. Wherever it's easier for you to pay attention to the breath, just resting in this area and noticing the changing sensations as you breathe in and breathe out. And at some point you'll notice that your mind will go off into thinking. And this time, instead of trying to bring your attention back to the breath, seeing if you can imagine that you're sitting on the bank of a stream and it's autumn and there's a low hanging branch. The autumn leaves are dropping into the stream and floating away. And your thoughts are like the leaves. Anytime you notice a thought, it becomes a leaf, drops into the water and floats away. You might notice lots of leaves at the same time. You might notice not many leaves at all. You might notice thinking about the leaves, in which case that's a thought and becomes a leaf too. Drops into the water and floats away.
And if you notice that your mind gets lost in the content of thoughts, drifts off as our minds do, following one thought after another quite unconsciously. As soon as you notice, simply bringing yourself back, sitting on the bank of the stream, and begin to notice the leaves once again. Practicing looking at our thoughts rather than from our thoughts. In an open, space of awareness. And so bringing your attention now, redirecting it back into the body, noticing the weight of the body as it goes down through your sit bones into the ground. And taking a deeper breath in. Slowly releasing, letting go down into the ground, into the earth, earthing yourself. Now as we begin to bring this practice to a close, congratulate yourself for taking this time to connect with this awareness as best you can. This awareness that the vast limited creative part of us that helps us to come up with true inspiration and creation, creativeness. And so beginning to move a little, beginning to stretch a little. When you're ready, opening your eyes to bring this practice to a close. Okay, well done. Take a moment to stretch a little, to move around a little, bringing yourself back into the room. And so I just wanted to mention that if you found this helpful, if you find these sessions helpful, there are a couple of ways that you might like to take your mindfulness practice a little further. And one of those is that actually next Monday, I will be starting a live online course. It's, it's pretty limited. There's only 12 spaces because it's uh, it will be conducted on Zoom. And so it will be kind of like guided sessions with me 
and we'll be it'll be lots of discussion i'll be kind of I'll be helping you per, on the personal level with your meditation practice um the idea of the course is to um to basically um instill a, a, a mindfulness practice so a daily practice which is what makes the real difference if we can manage to practice mindfulness daily over eight weeks um this, all the scientific studies show that you make real changes in your brain so that the parts of your brain that get anxious become reduced in activity and the parts of your brain related to connection and happiness actually increase in activity so we're going to be diving much more deeply into the different concepts and practicing a lot together there'll be recorded practices for you to do on a daily basis okay so if you are interested in that just drop us a message um myself or rachel um either um, on email or on facebook or on uh, on meetup depending on where you've connected with us on. Um, and if not, if you feel like that's a bit much for you, we also have um, this, the, the mindfulness without, many, uh, without meditating method, which is something that I've created to, for people that don't really feel like they're ready to, to meditate every day, or they don't feel like they've got time, but really want to get some, some kind of benefit from mindfulness. So it's like a method that is, is designed for you to practice mindfulness on the go, okay? so. If you're interested in that, um, yeah, just, just drop us a message as well and let us know and we'll send you all the details. Okay, so I'm just going to stop the recording a second. There we go.